0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is L and I am a Recover Compulsive Overeater. Today is Friday, July twenty fourth, 2015. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book, and we are on page 102, the first paragraph, Why Sit with a Long Face. Today's readers are Patty M. 12 Steps, Lisa H. Twelve Traditions. The readers for the text will be Deb W., Naomi B. and Monica T. The reference number for yesterday, Thursday, July 23rd, is 7864. O.A. Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through sheer experience, strength and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donation. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision For You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Patty M. to read the 12 steps.
1: Hi, I'm Patty M. from California, and um, I will read the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pat.
0: Thank you, Patty. Um, I will now ask Lisa H. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Lisa
2: H., uh, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overteers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. The meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions of the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the AA Big Book on page 102, the first paragraph, starting with, Why Sit sit with a Long Face? And I will now ask Deb
3: W. to begin the reading. Good morning. Deb W. recovered uh, in Oklahoma. Why sit with a long face in places where there is drinking, sighing about the good old days? If it is a happy occasion, try to increase the pleasure of those there. If a business occasion, go and attend to your business enthusiastically. If you are with a person who wants to eat in a bar, by all means, go along. Let your friends know they are not to change their habits on your account. At a proper time and place, explain to all your friends why alcohol disagrees with you. If you do this thoroughly, few people will ask you to drink. While you were drinking, you were withdrawing from life little by little. Now you're getting back into the social life of this world. Don't start to withdraw again just because your friends drink liquor. Uh, this this is such a good paragraph. It it really, really explains uh some of the things that I've been faced with. I mean, I, I knew when I was in the food I had special eating buddies and you know, we we enjoyed the buffets. We went for the purpose of eating as much as we could uh for the, the, the amount of money that we had to pay. The the food was the center of the social gathering. You know, just the 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 you know the 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 center was that we ate all we wanted to, but the, there was the social aspect of it. I enjoyed being there with my friends, laughing and talking. But you know, I didn't have any idea that I could do that without you know the food being the center. Most of the times today, people know that I eat in a certain way. That I eat. Different that I eat you know in a special a lot usually they laugh at me, they you know kind of joke, I play cards with a group of women who they bring food the whole idea of the Sunday afternoon after church is to bring food and eat all these heavy foods, and you know because I am in the spiritual place that I am in today. I don't have to have it. I don't have to eat it. And yeah, sometimes I smell it and I have memories come back, but just for today and, you know, I believe if, if it's for today, it'll be for tomorrow. I don't have to go there. My recovery, the voice that's within me when I, the the mind contemplates, you know, about this one particular food or the other, that recovery comes in and says, thank God I don't have to do it today. And, you know, did that come immediately? Well, no, of course, you know, I had to get through the steps, you know. I mean, I had reprieve. you know, and I could tell because I've been here before, I knew this would happen if I worked the steps because, you know, I, I went into relapse, I came out. When I got here, I knew that it was there, I knew the answer was there, but it took, the time that it took to get in the place, the safe place that I am today. Most people that I'm around uh, who ask me about the way that I eat um, are not recovered people. So I can tell immediately uh, if they're interested in knowing. You know, I have different answers for different people because there are the people who just casually ask me, boy, you have a lot of willpower. My goodness, I'm so, you know, you're amazing. And then there are the people who are really kind of interested in what is, you know, and I start to tell them, a little bit about it and I see that they their eyes, I see a blank spot and that we go on with the next subject. And then there are people who really want to know. Now, a lot of times for the people who really want to know, once I honestly get truthful about the program that I'm working, a lot of times I only have a few minutes and then they, they've gone on to the next thing. So, you know, most of the people I come into contact don't, aren't really that interested in, you know in the, what it takes. They're not interested in, in what we have to put down to do what we have to do. It's only by the grace of God that I'm where I'm at today because I promise you, this is nothing I could do with by myself. And it is only because... Um, I came to the point of total desperation, and it wasn't just a good thing for me to do a thing to to keep the weight off, a thing because I didn't like the idea that I ate too much. I was at the point of I could not stop eating, and uh by the grace of God, you know this program works for me. I think I'm done now. Thank you Pat
4: thank you for for
0: sharing. Uh, We will now open it up uh, for sharing on this paragraph. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Charles H. This is Bella, can I I heard Charles H. I heard someone before Bella.
5: Janice M.
0: Janice M. Yes. Thank you. And I heard Vasa. Okay. We're going to start off with those. We'll see how far we get. Charles H, you're up first.
6: Good morning, Duell. Thank you for your service. Uh, Charles H a recovered visionary, and good morning to everybody on the line. Um, this is a great paragraph. Um, if you're with, uh, if you're with um, a person who wants to eat in a bar, by all means, go along. Yeah, you know, they're um, not to change their habits. You can't shield me. Um, you know, just for today, thank you, God. I'm driven by a hundred forms of God's will for me. If that makes any sense, like I, I'm driven with a hundred forms of willingness, some some powerful willingness connected to a source. Um, that I'll give you an example. Like me and my grandson, we like to play basketball. We're a little competitive. I ain't gonna lie. I lose my spirituality when I get caught up in. Competition and, and ego and pride and I can still play with you teenagers type thing and but you know you know uh, father time catches up to everybody and and I try to do it a little more sparingly um, so like sometimes it's hard it's difficult for me to pass by the playground where everybody is there and everybody you know it's like cheers everybody knows your name and it's like they taught me to come out there but you know sometimes my my knee says, you know what, you know you better not go out there, you old fool. But I do it sometimes anyway. But sometimes when I'm in a – well, more times than others, um, when I'm in a a, a spiritual place, when I'm on spiritual ground, I'm like I'm going to the gym. I'm not going a long way. I can't avoid these places because if I do, I'm I'm not 15 years old anymore. So if I play, I have more uh, consequences than them. So I know this is – I'm going to tie it in, y'all. I can't avoid going to those places because eventually my addiction to it is going to catch up to me if I'm not in a spiritual place, right? Same thing with my food. I don't avoid certain places. I tell you what, I put it in my mouth because, I'm, you know, it ain't jumping jump in my mouth. If food don't have legs, and it don't have a gun to my head saying, look, you better induce me or else. no. My obsession of the mind um, pulls me to that, but due to the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, as laid out in this book, I am safe and protected one day at a time with intense step promises. So, with that, I like to pass. Thanks, you well for your service.
0: Thank you, Charles. Janice M. You're up next.
5: Well, good morning to you, do and everyone. My name is Janice M. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Why sit with a long face? Well, for me it says, you know, if you are spiritually fit, which means you're recovered, and even when you're recovered, you know, if you're shaky, you better not go. Um, However, if you're you're in a fit spiritual condition, you go. If you're not, don't go. And, you know, what a hypocrite I was. (laughs) <laughs> when I was in disease, you know, I would just sit there and I would have such a poor me attitude um, because, see, I didn't have the psychic change yet. So my attitude was very poor. It was like, you know, I was like in a moderate. I wouldn't eat in front of you, but I couldn't wait to get home to ra- raid the fri- refrigerator. What a hypocrite. And that's what I was. And I was a killjoy. You know, it was like the okay... You know, I can't eat this and I can't eat that, you know. And, you know, just for today, you know, this is the good old days. These are the good days. Today, today, these moments as a recovered woman. um, I don't sigh about those old days because they weren't even good. (laughs) I don't know what was good about it. I was in such pain and such despair and always angry and I couldn't eat this. It wasn't the right type. It wasn't the right, my rage. But today, you know, I feel like I'm free, I'm free, I'm a winner, you know, by the grace of God, not by myself, by the grace of God, and I don't whine, you know, because I don't even miss it. I went to a birthday party Saturday night, and she was 100 years old, and, you know, they were really saying, oh, you should taste this, you should have this. You know, I didn't even know when the dessert came. I wasn't even, I mean, I wasn't focused on that, so I didn't even know that it that it was available. So, yeah, today... And I also can, um, today, get to utilize the power of my higher power. You know, they don't have to ask me anything. The demonstrations of what I do and how I feel, and I'm, laugh, I'm, I'm laughing and I'm not, you know, um, sitting there sulking. So it's, it's uh, quite, quite, a, quite a good thing. And, you know, of course, when I was in the disease, I isolated. Today I'm not going to isolate. I'd isolate even being in the room with a lot of people. I mean, I didn't even have to stay home by myself. I'd be isolating in a in a in a crowd, and with that, I pass. Thanks.
7: Thank you, Janice. Bella G, you're up. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, do, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. If it is if it is a happy occasion. Try to increase the pleasure of those there. Wow. It's a wonderful, wonderful sentence because it reminds me of step one. Yes, I remember that I accept that I am powerless. I have only one power, to do the right choice one day at a time. And yes, today I choose to be connected to God. <clears throat> Sorry, I choose to be connected to the power of love and acceptance. Today, I choose not to be connected to my ego, to my character defect. And yes, when it's a happy occasion, I don't. I am not connected to my people pleaser to prove that I am the best and I am the smartest. Today I am not connected to the power to get your approval for my existence. Today I am. I choose to be connected to God. And yes, when I am connected to God, I remember, yes, I am limited and I don't know everything. And thank you, God, that you gave me another opportunity to be surrounding with other people and to learn, to learn more things that i don't know them thank you god that you gave me the opportunity to be surrounding with people without fear without wanted to show how wonderful i am today i am i choose to be connected to the power of god and yes i always have opportunities to learn to learn more and more and to grow to go by myself without being scared. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Vasa. Oh,
0: you're up next.
8: Thank you, thank you, everyone, and good morning. And I'm grateful. Recovered compulsive reader calling from Florida, and thank you, do, for your service. And uh, this is really a good paragraph for me. It's just a reminder. The directions are right here laid in the big book. I just have to follow. And, um, you know, and I, you know, again, I have to go over and over and over because I forget very easily. And at the beginning of my program, yes, I did avoid it to go places, different places and, you know, what I brought in the house and, you know, and and then gradually, little by little, God gave me the strength, you know, because I was beginning to be on a good spiritual feet, you know, I was grounded, uh, you know, in God, you know, wherever I go, I bring God with me, you know, and today it's really easy, but at the beginning it was very, very hard, and my family, especially my immediate family, they were puzzled, you know, I was be, uh, doing different kind of behaviors, and, you know, like I wasn't eating certain things what they were eating, you know, and my husband would say, come on, you know, join me, and I'm the one that has the disease. He doesn't, you know, but he, you know, again, it was different for him and different for everybody else, but no matter what, no matter what, I knew, I knew better because if I continued with those behaviors and habits, I would be dead today, you know, I'd be I'd a very, very sick woman physically, emotionally and spiritually so you know working with others you know it just shows us it tells us and what I usually do I just share my own experience you know how you know the effects that the food did to me you know and um, again if people want to follow and have if they want to have what I have I just say well this is what I do you know um, I know I was eager. I read the big book right from the beginning. I want, I wanted to know the solution. You know, I was so desperate, and I would do whatever it took not to go back into the food addiction. Get on my knees, you know, pray, thank God, and I'm grateful today. I'm grateful to be alive, and I can do things I couldn't do before. Not just the physically, you know, going up on the st- going up there, up and down the stairs. I have a life today I never imagined I could have with people, relationships. I can go places and I don't have to eat what other people do. Nobody puts the food in my mouth, you know. And, you know, I know people say, well, you know, excuses and excuses. Well, I don't have excuse today. I, it's, it's me that puts the food in, it's, and I have the responsibilities. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you,
0: Vasa. Oh, uh, if anyone has a burning desire on this paragraph before we move on, you can share. Nessa? Nessa, we're going to take you and then Melissa. we're going to move on. I'm sorry, we're just going to take Nessa and then we're going to move on after Nessa. Okay. Nessa, you're up.
9: Thank you. I'm Nessa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, If you are with a person who wants to eat in a bar, by all means, go along. Um, My family um, likes to go to uh, this specific uh, Chinese buffet um, the week before the Passover holidays. And I go along. I have never dissuaded them from going. And uh, I just order a plain piece of grilled salmon with steamed vegetables. And then I just watch everybody Making multiple trips, getting uh, heaps and heaps and heaps of brown um, sugary fried foods, um, you know, um, until they're ready to explode. You know, the, the the sad thing is that there's nobody to talk to because everybody, except me, ironically, is so focused on the food. Um, but we go, and I I don't dissuade him from going, and I don't stay away because, you know, I. Um, on solid spiritual ground before I before I even go, and I know that the motive, my motive of going, is thoroughly good. I want to go and be with my family, and they really want to go. It's a ritual that we that we engage in, and and so so we do it. But even when when we go to people's houses, uh, people invite us for lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, you know, I, I I try to think about what I can bring to the occasion, um, whereas in the past I would be just sitting there waiting. In anticipation to see what kind of yummy food will be serve next. Now I, I, I eat what I need to eat, and then I busy myself helping the hostess, you know, um, you know helping clear up, helping bring dishes to the table, helping you know whatever it is that needs to be done. And I actually spend a very nice time with with her um, you know chatting while we work away. and, and it's a very good um, good service to her, to her family you know, gracious of me for, um, you know, them having invited us. And I don't have to be sitting there focused on, okay, what's going to be, what's going to be served next? What's going to be served next? And, you know, we all walk away with a very nice feeling. And I don't think I would be able to do that if I wasn't on solid spiritual ground. And the only thing that keeps me on solid spiritual ground in connection with with God that totally eluded me before through decades and decades of dieting and active active addiction is the working of the 12 steps in all um, all my affairs Um, and with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. We will now move on to the next paragraph and Naomi B., would you like to begin reading?
10: Thank you. Thank you, Duke. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yes, I can.
10: Thank you very much. Thank you for your service. My name is Naomi B., Recover Compulsive Overeater outside Philadelphia. Your job now is to be at, places, uh, at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others. So never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. You should not hesitate to visit the most sordid spot on earth on such an errand. Keep on the firing line of life with these motives, and God will keep you unharmed. Well... Before I go any further, I give God all the glory, all the honor and all the glory. Because because of that, I do it every single day. I can stay in fit spiritual condition. And with doing that, I it is my it is my job to pass the condition pass the the message on and to be of maximum helpfulness to others. This is what I have to do. This is the only way I can keep my absence is by passing it on, being of maximum helpfulness to others. I need to keep a healthy balance because I know for myself when I get carried away thinking I'm going to help everybody, then my ego starts running wild, and that's dangerous for me. Sometimes when I and it and the funny part about it is sometimes when I see a sponsor I'm thinking, "Nah, I can't help that person." That is the exact person I need to help. And we must pass the the idea of willingness for change in their thinking. If there's a real problem, I know for myself I'm a real compulsive overeater. There's no two ways about that. And these steps put my life back in order. And because of that, I can pass that message on to others. Because we have direct directions. In the big book, step-by-step, not hard to follow, how we can do that. And this is a program of work. As it's said so eloquently so many times, this program is not for those who want it. It's not for those who need it. It's for those that are do it. Thank you for allowing me to share, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you for sharing. We will now open it up for shares. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
11: Matt M.,
1: Amy
0: G.
11: M. M. Reva G. P.
0: Reva P. And Matt. before Reva, I heard someone else. M. Amy. Larry. Uh, Amy G. I heard Matt. I heard Amy. I heard Reva. I heard someone before Reva. Larry. Larry K. Okay. All right. We'll start off with Matt M. Followed by Amy G. Larry K. And Reva P. Hi.
11: Hi good morning. Up. Thank you, morning, fellow visionaries. Thank you for your service too. This is Matt M, Recover compulsive eater and sponsor. Um, yeah, this is something that I, I wrote a little note underneath this, underneath this um, chapter and this paragraph especially. You know, keep on the firing line with these motives, and God will keep you unharmed. I wrote, ego deflation must go, must go. I have to help others for the right reasons. I, do. I do it to make myself feel better, or do I do it to be a maximum service to God and countless others? This is the truth. This is the true meaning. I used to sponsor years ago before I even went through all the steps because that's the way I used to do it in my home meeting. We didn't go through all the steps first. We only went through the first three, which is a bunch of writing questions, and the big book wasn't even mentioned. And when I was sponsoring, it, my ego was so def- inflate, inflated because I thought I was the one doing this for people because yeah, I, never, I never had that spiritual connection because I never went through the whole book. I mean, it, how can I get recovered if I haven't gone through all the steps? How can I be of service to somebody else if I haven't gone the whole through the whole process? You can't. So for me, well, the way I lost, I got into the whole diet and calories club mentality and I was getting to self more and more. Um, I wasn't able to go to places and, and eat and, and, and to eat normally with people. I wasn't able to go uh, to certain areas and not want to eat compulsively because I didn't have that psychic change. Um, but now, I don't. I don't hesitate anymore i feel like i can go to places i order out and i get things that are not um my binge foods it's amazing i've never been able to, been able to do that before this is the kind of thing that uh, when it comes to working with others i i tell them i mean i just told my story yesterday and i said i don't feel um that i that i'm i'm cured i just feel that just for today if i if if i surrender my will and my life over to the chair of my higher power and god does understand him then I can be a maximum service to others and i 'm not just me, me me centered i'm much more other centered and that 's what my life is like now. I feel much more um useful to other people and the, and the rest of, and the rest of the fellowship as I am today. Thank you for letting me share that path
0: thank you matt and um, amy g you're up next
12: Hi dude. this is uh, thank you so much for your service this is amy i'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I'm also going to say keep on the firing line of life and these motives God will keep you unharmed. You know, the motives we're talking about here, if my motive is to go somewhere where I may be of maximum helplessness to others, I also believe that God will keep me unharmed if I'm spiritually fit. I mean, again, we're in chapter working with others. I can't recommend strong enough that in, in these decisions that we make, we don't wing it. You know, we work with our sponsor and we ask ourselves these questions if we have a legitimate reason of being there. But what is my motive? I mean, ultimately, what is my motive? If I'm going to be a maximum usefulness to others, you know, is it is it me going to uh, doing a work thing so that I could be a maximum usefulness to my employer? Is it a family thing where I'm being a maximum service to my family? I mean, what are those questions? But if my motive is entirely in this way, then I'm spiritually fit because, I've had that personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, which means I mean, I'm not just thinking about myself anymore. I'm thinking about others, you know, and I have to make those decisions and work with a sponsor about where I'm at with that process. I mean, we keep t- talking about what, what is spiritual fitness. And for me, if I'm to break it down as my sponsor has broken it down for me over the years, you know, to be spiritually fit, it is to be recovered. What is to be recovered? Put the food down, you know, know exactly what abstinence is, the trigger foods are, progress through the steps all the way through to your living in 10, 11, and 12 and continue, you know, progress, not perfection and living our lives and thinking sanely and living a God-centered life instead of a self-centered life, you know, being aware of selfishness and self-centered motives. And if I come up against an occasion where I am unsure as to what my motives are going to be, I am going to ask God, and I'm going to ask my sponsor, what is the best way to go about this? I don't wing it. I don't put myself in a position that leaves me on the firing line in the wrong way, that leaves me in a position where I might put myself at risk. I have a healthy fear. You know, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And if I'm equipped and spiritually fit, I can go anywhere I need to go. But if I am not, then I'm putting myself at risk, and one of the ways I don't do that is by accepting who and what I am, which is I am a compulsive overeater, and I have limitations as to where I go and what I do unless I plan accordingly. And usually if I plan accordingly, I can go anywhere, and I take God with me, and everything goes fine. But I need to be smart and wise and make sure that I'm working with my fellowship and other recovered people to make sure I'm making the right decisions. And at that point I can be on the firing line and do whatever it is that God calls me to do because I will be equipped.
0: And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy.
13: Larry K., you're up. Dude, thanks so much. Larry K., recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So it says, you know, your job now is to be at the place where you may be of maximum help, helpfulness to others. And, um, you know, that that's, you know, once we've been through this process of action, that's how I've been transformed, is that I want to be of maximum service to other people. And, you know, so it says don't hesitate to go to anywhere. You know, you can you can go to even sorted spots. You know, for me, that's the equivalent of, you know, getting phone calls, let's say, or talking to people in, in face-to-face meetings that are at A horrible place. You know, I'm not necessarily traveling to the gutter, you know, of the, of the, you know, I'm not, I'm not traveling into, uh, you know, into bakeries and so forth and dragging people out by their, you know, by their collar. But when I talk to people that are in terrible pain and struggle, maybe to one that might seem like that's a very sordid place to be. You know, maybe I'm going to catch what they have. Maybe I ought to avoid that not when you're recovered by the grace of god you know i can talk to anybody today i can go to their sorted place where they are mentally spiritually emotionally and be of maximum service be you know in alignment with the god of my own understanding you know and um and it's and it's beautiful to be able to be in that position and we are in the chapter working with others you know this is You know, and keep on the firing line. What's a firing line? A firing line. That's that position that the troops, you know, are in. The that's a courageous place to be. Your your position, your station to fire upon the enemy. You know, it's the forefront of any action. You know, and um, and that and it takes a lot of courage to be in that in that position. But for those of us who have been given this gift, and it is a gift of recovery, we're in a position. To be of service and we don't have to avoid um, I don't have to avoid anymore it used to be that I wanted to avoid you know stick with the winners you know those those people with the longest abstinence perhaps as if they're the healthiest person in the room or the thinnest person is the healthiest person in the room we know better than that you know and I used to I used to um, want to avoid those people for fear because I was living in fear that I would catch what they had or I would lose, you know, what I had. And and that was something that, you know, that once God gives you this and God does give me this, I'm in a position where there's no losing this. In fact, on the contrary, I'm remaining in fit spiritual condition because um, I am of maximum service to them. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
4: Okay, Reva P., you're up next. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for your lovely sharing. What I think of when we read this paragraph is how the second part of Step 12 is about practicing these principles in all my affairs and um, how this is a design for living that truly works. Um, And I just uh, appreciate the paradox that My job is not what I thought it was. Um, I thought that in order to be um, happy, joyous, and free, although I never used those words before program, but to be happy, I had to do what I want, go where I want to go, when I wanted to go, and how I wanted to go. And this paragraph reminds me, because it has said the same thing in so many other places. For example, on page 63, um, that my... My job is to see what I can contribute to life, not what I can take out of it. And here it says again, to be of maximum helpfulness or usefulness. So I thought I had to, in abstinence, in recovery, think about what I love to do, what makes me ha- happy, and go and do it. And it says here, that's the wrong motive, So my motive is now God-directed instead of Reva-directed. So we're invited to a uh, pool party on Sunday afternoon, and I don't want to go. My first reaction is no. I'm just so used to saying no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I get to decide what I do, when I do it, and how I want to do it. Um, So thank you, God, I've learned to pause and ask my higher power and then talk to my sponsor, and of course I need to be there. Now, I don't have to know what maximum helpfulness is in advance. I just have to know that it's God's will that I suit up and show up and stay open. God, what would you have me be? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? Because if I'm not focused on what I'm eating or they're eating Um, and what's going on with the food, I can be open in the moment to um, be available to my higher power's will. And if that's cleaning up the dishes, if that's listening to somebody who needs to share something, I don't always know in advance. Um, And that is such a different way of living. And the paradox is what I thought would make me happy made me miserable. And just going with the right motive, with an open heart and an open mind, um, and listening to my higher power, I have the best time in the world, um, in program, out of program. So uh, I am so grateful for this design for living that helps me achieve and get to this happy, joyous, and free in such a different way that I ever expected. That's it, and uh, thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Reva
0: P. Before um, we open up for sharing, I'd like to chime in. My name is Du Al, and I am a Recover Compulsive Overeater, and um, I wanted to touch on that uh, point where it says you should not hesitate to visit the most sore places on earth on such an errand. And you know, when I am, if I am spiritually fit, and it gives me a checklist of whether I'm spiritually fit or not, and it says if I'm spiritually fit, I can do all sorts of, of things that alcoholics are not supposed to, like visiting sort places. I can go to a restaurant, I can go to a bakery, I can go to different places where there might be a, a banquet of food, and it's not going to bother me. Um, but if I have an alcoholic mind, I will not be able to meet those conditions. So that means if I have an alcoholic mind, I need more work to be done in the steps. And then it gives me the check, checklist about the fact that I won't, I won't avoid temptation. I won't try to control the outcome of somebody else's eating. I, it won't bother me to be around those foods that used to be part of my binge foods. So it's, it's, it, and, it, and it's telling me if I am spiritually fit, I still have to check my motives. I still have to have a legitimate reason for being there. You know, am I going to be helpful to someone else, or am I not going to be helpful to someone? Um, what is my motive? You know, do I have a good reason to be there? Um, am I am I trying to um, escape with a vicarious pleasure of, out of the atmosphere? Am I am I on shaky ground, or am I on solid ground? How do I know whether I'm on solid ground? And I love what Amy shared, you know, if I am recovered, I am not physically triggering my allergy. I am not putting those binge foods where I am creating the phenomenon craving of more and more. You know, that's one. And two, I need to check whether my mental obsession is in check. And how do I do that? Well, if if to be recovered means that my obsession has been removed, my thinking about those foods has been removed. You know, if I am not there, then maybe I am recovering, and I need to go back and look at these steps and do more work on them. Because the promises are that it says it here, the promises is, you, you will not hesitate to go to these sore places, why? Because if I am on solid spiritual ground, God will keep me from harm. And I just wanted to share one last thing uh, before I close my share, is that I, I remember um, about a year or two ago, I went to meet someone at uh, this place, and I didn't know that I had entered a bakery shop. I did not know that because um, it wasn't until the second occasion where I had to go and meet that person. They told me, oh, meet me at the same place where we met, at the bakery shop. And I said, really? Were we at a bakery shop? Well, that's how God protects me because I wasn't there to look at the food. I was there to have an interaction, to be with another fellow, and to help, to be helpful to another fellow. And it wasn't until I became aware of that, and it didn't bother me. It did not bother me to go there. So... I'm grateful for what God has provided for us. And uh, I'm going to end there, and I'm going to open it up for sharing. Who else would like to share on this? Julie Chrissy? R.
3: Rachel, Rachel R. W. Julie
0: R. I'm sorry, Christy. I didn't hear. R- Kimmy R- J. Chrissy. Leia. Um, I'm sorry, I heard Leia. So I didn't hear a oh, lot, lot of people. Sorry. Right. Julie R. Chrissy and Leah, we'll we'll begin with those, and we'll see how far we get.
14: Hi, this is Julie. I recovered compulsive overeater in California. Um, you know my job now. So what was my job before? You know my job before was what's in it for Julie? You know how can I um, get something out of no matter what I was doing? I wasn't putting other people first. It was um, how can I. Be rid of this fear, this anger, resentment, and, and steal something from someone else. So now my job is to be of maximum helpfulness to others. You know, and it's not just program people because I get to, now I know how to live because I have this creator who is just directing my, my life. The food is down. It's neutral. I'm free. So when I wake up in the morning, what am I going to do? I ask my creator, give me direction. Show me what to do. How can I help another person? And if that's, you know, baking for Christmas, if that's baking for my son's football team, if that's whatever, as long as I'm in a fit spiritual condition, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. It it reminds me of when Bill used to drive around with whiskey in the back of his trunk just in case he had to get somebody to taper off. I mean, the food has no power because my power comes from a God now. So I can do anything. I can go anywhere. I go to buffets with my family. I bring my own food. I don't have a battle anymore. I I go get the dessert for my kids. I wipe it off uh, and it gets on my finger. It's nothing to me. So how can I be a service? I'm service to people at work constantly. I, you know, engineers, I work with probably 25 engineers, I have a bowl of candy on my desk for them and I fill it up every day for them. I'm being of service. They like chocolate. It has no power over me. I'm being of service. So, you know, I can do anything today as long as I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. And that's what it is. I have to check my motives. Is my motives to say, oh, look at me, I'm giving people candy. No. It's, hey, I want to help them out throughout the day. Things, Whatever it is. So I'm just excited that I can be free as long as I put my God first in my program. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Julie R. Um, Chrissy, you're up next.
9: Hi, Chrissy, Chrissy M. Recovered, compulsive over here in Anorexic from New Jersey.
15: And when I think, when I think of, of this passage, it reminds me of service in another way. You know, I, before, before a spiritual awakening, I definitely went everywhere with the attitude of serve me. You know, even if I went for a social gathering and nobody was paying attention to me, you know, it was always that attitude. And, you know, post, working the 12 steps, I feel a connection to people that I want to connect. And to me, that's, that's being of service to, to, bring, to bring my presence. Because uh, when I was checked out, people know it. I mean, I, I can, we connect with each other's spirit on a deep, very satisfying level. In this program, we learn how to do that. And it's much different than when I'm coming um, spiritually dead, spiritually cut off and just um, really just about my instincts and my needs being met. Okay, how are you going to feed me? What is the goody bag going to be? And who's going to pay attention to me and compliment me? And And I would leave feeling sick. I would leave feeling empty. It was never enough because what I was really searching for was that spiritual connection that I learned to have in this in this program, and just really quickly, just talking about being being safe when you go for a good purpose somewhere. I worked with kids and work with kids, big adolescents, I'm tiny, you know, I'm five foot, uh, who were uh, maybe 200 pounds um, at the maximum, and they were aggressive, kids with autism. And I would go to these places, I never thought I would be able to to do. I I said, nope, I'm only working with little ones. I'm little. I can only work with the preschoolers. And God put these kids in my life and I couldn't say no. And I would show up to their houses, sometimes not in great neighborhoods either. And, And I always came out feeling so protected, so safe, so blessed. And I just feel like this applies to the food and to all areas of our life when we're going in God's service. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank
0: you. And I believe I have skipped uh, Kim G. Kim G., would you like to share on this paragraph?
9: Do, I'm going to pass. I, I didn't think you heard me. I'll pass.
0: Okay. All right. So
16: uh, we'll move on to Leah M. Leah, you're up. Thanks so much, Do. Thank you so much. Your job now is to be at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others. Again, you know, it's important to note where we are in the text. We're in Chapter 7, working with others. We have implemented the previous steps. <laughs> we have, uh, you know, done this work. And, you know, the the 12 steps are a series of actions that build character. You know, I'm not the same person that I was at the beginning of this process. Uh, these steps, the examination process, the reparation process, these are transforming steps. So I'm a different person. The same person will eat again. I've been reborn. I mean, they talk about that with the language in. You know, the third step prayer, we have a new employer. That new employer is a higher power of my understanding. Now I, my higher power is telling me I have a job. You know, I have a new job description, and that is essentially servant. And that's the highest rank in the program of recovery is servant, because my vision is new now. You know, I have a, I have a new vision. You know, it, it says earlier in the text, every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will, not Leah's will. You know, every day I have to check in with my creator. Who do you want? You know, where do you want me today? How can I serve you today? How can I be there for you today, God? And my experience is that the more I pay attention to my relationship and my service, to God uh, through step 11 and my service to his kids in step 12, the more my life flourishes in all areas and I get filled up. You know, it's counterintuitive. It's counterinstinctual. But the spiritual axiom that I've noticed is absolutely true, that based on my personal experience, the more I give away, the more I am there for somebody else, the more I do try to be helpful in all kinds of situations the more I have, the more filled up I am. And what, you know, what a difference that is. I mean, before in disease, it was take, 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 take. I could never get enough, you know, every. Content of a bag and a box, it just was never enough. I was never satiated. The program of recovery fills me up. You know, my, my problem was self-centeredness. A pro- program of recovery allows me to be God-centered. My problem was powerlessness. The program of recovery gave me access to power. My problem was isolation. The program of recovery now gives me community and gives me an opportunity to give and be of service to other people, and what a satiating, filled-up experience that is. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Leah. Um, We we can open it up for a quick two-minute share uh, for anyone who has a burning desire. Melissa C., you're our last share. Thank you. Thank
17: you. Thank you. Uh, You know, um, Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and, um, you know, really quickly... um, When I first um, started working this program, like my life depended on it, I struggled with the idea of why would a God who I felt so angry at care, you know, about me and my food problem when in my mind he didn't seem to care about anything else that had occurred to me. You know, my, my thinking was a little twisted, I had no acceptance, but, you know, I can have recovery today. I can go in places today because it's not about me anymore. You know, what is my higher power care? Um, because it allows me to, to give to my fellows, not just to be focused on me and what I'm not getting. And so I can go lots of places um, and feel immune from from picking up because I'm not there um For for Melissa, you know, I'm there for the fellows around me. And so, you know, I can go to parties, I can go to events um, where there's a lot of people active in the disease and, um, you know, and I'm protected not so that I can feel superior to the people around me, but so that I can feel greater connection and, and figure out a way that I can be useful to them. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa C. That
0: brings us to a close of our meeting. Thank you to everyone who has shared, um, especially uh, Team Friday, Patty M, Lisa Lisa H, Deb W, Naomi B, and Monica T. You'll be closing us with the big book, um, page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Would you like to read that at this time, Monica?
18: Thank you, Duke. My name is Monica T. I'm a recovered, compulsive reader, presently in Vermont. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got